think one of the biggest things that I think being a Christian brings to this is when we think about the climate crisis, Mm. environmental injustice, you know, really huge issues that are happening around the world, the one thing that we have as Christians is the hope in God's restoration. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that no other voice Mm. brings to this space. And I think there's something really powerful in actually having hope Mm. in a really hopeless place. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to the Take Ground podcast with C7CNG. We aim to open up honest conversations about life, leadership and calling to inspire and equip young people who don't just want to exist, but want to increase their capacity so they can live out a life of purpose and impact. My name is Daniela and I will be your host for today's episode and we had the absolute privilege of sitting with an incredible young leader, Laura Young. Laura is currently working for the international development charity Tear Fund as their COP26 advocacy and campaigns coordinator. Laura regularly speaks in the media bringing her expertise into the conversation about climate, waste, sustainable fashion and environmental justice issues. You can hear her regularly on BBC Radio Scotland, BBC Radio 5 Live and other media outlets. And she is doing all this at the age of 25. In our conversation, you'll hear all about how she navigates living out her calling to be a young, influential leader, making an impact where it counts. So excited to have you here to just talk about life and Thank you. why you do what you do and yeah, get to know you a little bit. It's like the longest job title ever. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> see <laughs> when you are writing your signature on the bottom of your email. Oh yeah, all of like... it, all of it, 100%. I need it all in there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so first question. When do you sleep? <laughs> when you're doing all of these things, like, do you actually have time to rest? And do you know? So, like, one of the biggest things for me is sleep. Like, <laughs> okay. I absolutely love it, okay. and I am like a bed at ten o'clock person. Oh, okay. it's so surprising. Like, I'm the first person mm. to be like, I kind of want to go to bed. Anyone okay. else want to like, like, you know, you know, when you're sort of like with friends and you're like sussing it out, you're like, well, I'm really yeah. tired. But um, yeah. do you know? I think that's one thing though. In lockdown, mm. I have taken those morning hours that we've regained from not okay. having to commute mm-hmm. and put them into my sleep cycle. Yeah, like hundred percent. I'm not yeah. a morning person, mm-hmm. so any extra hour I can get, I'll take it. Hundred like percent. So, see when we go back to working in the office. Oh, help me! Like, what is this morning routine going to look like when you have to build in like a little commute to work? Well, honestly, like the other day, actually, I went back into our office for the mm. first time ever, mm. and I had to do. I was panicking the night before, like, okay, so I need to get this train, so I need to be up this way, and I ended up being yeah. up for an hour before I had to because I was just like, I need to be ready. I was like, crack a dawn at six, and I was like, I don't get yeah. up at this hour. Like, I don't remember. It's like having to. Remember yeah, it's going to be a big shift, mm. especially because winter's coming, shorter <laughs> yeah. days, darker yeah. mornings, oh, I'm not ready for it. Hi. But how was lockdown for you? Do you know, I think, like, I enjoyed parts of it, and I think, like, I'd be lying if I said it was really hard. Like, okay. really lucky, me and my family stayed away from COVID, Great. like, pretty That's much, so you know, like, everyone. 
I, however, though, have been working mm. for it. So I work for Tier Fund, Great. but I've now been working for them longer from home than I ever was in an office. But you know, it's kind of a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Like, I also moved back home, Great. and that was amazing because, like, at no other time would I be able to be an adult living yeah. under the same roof as my parents and just like embracing that life. And I moved out at seventeen. Okay. So I spent okay. like five well. years out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to be back in a different way. But yeah, I really enjoyed it and like reconnected with. I think everyone reconnected with pals that they've yeah. not seen because yeah. distance like, didn't have, matter. We have nothing to do. Let's talk. Let's, Let's have a talk. Zoom quiz. Yeah. Oh, How I many mean, Zoom quizzes did you do before you were like... I mean, that swiftly got put out the door. I was like, right, I'm bored of this. This is awful. But, you know, I think, like, lockdown, although it was really hard, mm-hmm. it was actually a really good time. And I think the only negative thing is feeling like maybe some of my 20s, like, slipped away. But other than that, yeah, like, it was... I really interested. I learned a lot about myself. Okay, you know, and great. I think that's a good time to like reflect and, and think about stuff. Yeah. So you moved out at 17, went yeah. to uni. Yeah. What did you study at uni? So I moved away to Dundee. Okay. I studied exciting. geography and environmental science. Okay. I call it Undie. I loved it. Oh, it was okay. so good. Like it was a brilliant four years and I got the chance to actually live abroad. So I lived in Canada for one of those years, which Amazing. was phenomenal. Amazing. And then I sort of did the panic after four years being mm-hmm. like, what am I supposed to do now? And I yeah. ended up doing a master's, which okay. was amazing. So that was in Edinburgh. Nice. Um, and it was kind of continuing along the environmental science route, which is, okay. you know, something I really love. Yeah. And then that all finished in 2019. And I've been working for Tier Fund ever since. And it was when I started working for Tier Fund that I moved back to Glasgow. And then lockdown hit. And then <laughs> now we're here, you know. 2021 do you love glasgow do you love living here i do yeah. i do like west is best am oh. i allowed to say that oh. <laughs> but you, you can know, say this is a safe space yeah and you i can, can say, say it because that, i've yeah. been to the east i've yeah, lived yeah, on the east so yeah, i'm like yeah. yeah i love it here like so much of my family are here okay. the church i grew up in is here yeah a lot of my friends are here and i just love the people mm-hmm so cliche but that campaign they ran people went Glasgow it is true it's so true so I love it here and I'm excited to be back as an adult and like starting to plant roots and really kind of live a life here which is different from being a student which is nice amazing so you mentioned you work for TFM what do you do for them Mm. are you ready for a big chewy thing there's another part there's more there's more guys so I am the TFM Scotland COP26 advocacy events coordinator so COP26 is the big United Nations Climate Summit, mm-hmm. which is coming to Glasgow in November. Okay. So I'm kind of coordinating what we're doing in the run-up to that and then at the time. But basically, it's all just to do with like climate action and sustainability, which is like what I'm passionate about. And awesome. it okay. all just ties massively together. So I'm excited for that. Okay. How did you get into the whole sustainability? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so... At uni, obviously studied like geography and environmental science. And one of the great things about that kind of degree is you learn about the amazing creation that we have, right? You just, you're in awe because you're just like, it all just works so fantastically together. Yeah. Like this, you know, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. But what you don't really learn about is like, okay, so how do we take care of it? Like, you know, what do we do as an individual? And like, you know, you just learn about, oh, that's really bad or that's really good or, you know, the systems. And Mm -hmm. so... It was 2018, we had Blue Planet. I think everyone watched that and thought, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm never using plastic straw again. Yeah, and so, <laughs> literally. You're like, never will I be caught dead with a yeah. plastic bottle. Yeah. And so at that time, that was when I was supposed to be graduating in 2018. So it was on the 1st of January, me and some like friends and family were away and we do this big New Year's walk. Okay. And every year, awesome. it's, it's the kind of walk that you're like, 
what's the year got ahead of you? Like, oh. what do you think God's got in store for you? Like, all those kind of big questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting going, I don't know. I'm supposed to be graduating. I don't know what I'm doing next. Like, yeah. I can't even think that far ahead. And someone said, oh, well, do you even have, like, a New Year's resolution? Like, something okay. fun? Mm-hmm. And as we were doing this walk, we were walking along the East Coast. So, mm-hmm. beautiful East Coast. Yes, yes. And we're walking along the beach. And we started to come across loads of, like, plastic and waste. Yeah. And you know, you're like... This is the first of January of like a new year. I should not be looking at crisp packets and plastic bottles yeah. and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I just on that day was like, oh, I'm gonna maybe this year try and like reduce my waste or my plastic, Great. like just okay. as a bit of a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of catapulted my interest in like sustainability from an individual perspective, right and then end. a bit okay. more about kind of campaigning and activism. Because mm-hmm. up until there, it was like oh, I've got this, like, scientific knowledge of climate change and Mm -hmm. plastic pollution and, like, how all of that affects the world, but not really anything about, so how do we change it? Like, what are those things? Mm -hmm. So I was, like, 2018, so now, yeah, we're, like, nearing the end of 2021. So it's been this, like, three-ish, however many year journey of just trying to do better. Like, that's kind of how I explain it. That's so good. I mean, I think a lot of, like... You, you know when you look back on the last year or two years or your, even your life and you think, yeah. oh, all those little things are like yes. tying together slowly. Yeah. And so I think growing up, like I loved the outdoors. I, I did the Duke of Edinburgh. Like okay. I was really comfortable. Duke oh, of Edinburgh. No. We will discuss Duke of Edinburgh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in some yeah. ways it's like a very traumatic experience, yeah. but like yeah. character building is oh, what I would explain. When you're sleeping outside in a very flimsy tent, and the rain is pouring oh down. You make the best friendships in yeah. that tent. And then, yeah. or people you never speak to again. <laughs> you're like, we've been through that. We went so deep in this friendship and now we will I never, know. we see each other in school and we just look at each other with a knowing yeah. glance of I like, know. we know each other. I've friends. just never yeah. been so soggy, so hungry mm. and eating such bogging food. Like, do you know, you're yeah. like, this isn't fun. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved like the outdoors feel super comfortable outside. Yeah. I then obviously went to like get the academic knowledge and then I just started to get passionate about it and then actually my faith came into it okay but do you know what it showed up late man like the faith <laughs> bit was the the faith bit was the okay. last piece but okay. I think it made it all fit together when that yeah. when that happened it was actually when I was a student the funny thing was I went to a tier fund event so it's like my life is oh, full wow. circle <laughs> and I was at okay. this event and it was the first time I'd ever heard Christians mm. talking about anything to do with the environment and they did this huge campaign about plastic and about how plastic is impacting people Mm. in poverty like horrendously for a variety of reasons and suddenly I was like oh so actually plastic is a human issue like it's a justice issue Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just like oh it's lovely that two friends talking about it and that's great it was actually oh wait and as Christians, like yeah, actually, it's wow. a responsibility mm-hmm. to be doing something about this. Yeah, it yeah, kind of all absolutely. like started falling into place, mm-hmm. and I think that's when that's the first time I ever really felt God speaking into my life to be like, wow. "Do you see how I've set you up to this point? Like now, I really want you to go and take these things that you've learned, like wow, not just okay. at this one event, but actually like the academic stuff like yeah. your passion as like an individual and all this kind of stuff and like I really want you to go and like run with it wow it's amazing like, there's like lots of different elements to our lives and we don't actually know how it all yeah. connects until God, the God factor comes mm. on it and shines light on that yeah and then you just see oh my gosh this is what I was made to do this 100%. is who I'm meant to be that's amazing and I love what you said about 
as Christians, we're actually meant to be looking after yeah. the earth because we've been given dominion yeah. over the earth yeah. and we're meant to be stewards of it. Like that's actually yeah. part of who we're meant to be. That's yeah. absolutely brilliant. I know. I think that was, I mean, that was one of the things because when I worked for Tier Fund, some of the things were, you know, it was really hard actually when I first started because I was like, so how am I supposed to give a church talk about plastic? Oh, wow. The Bible doesn't talk about plastic. Like, come <laughs> there on. There was no plastic like, back in that day. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously you think, okay, well maybe you don't talk about everything in black and white ways, you know, like you can't yeah. just talk about plastic. And, you know, it's so interesting because actually, I remember one night, I was panicking because I was so young when I started working with you. I was really yeah, I was nervous. Gonna, I ask you this, how old were you when you I started working? I was like 22. Oh and my gosh. So there's me okay. like trying to give these talks and I'm panicking. Okay. And I remember one night I was just like, okay, God, I had a big talk the next day and I, I thought I was prepared. And you know when you freak out and just like, no, I need to change everything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, I need help. Like, mm. I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about. Like, I, I know all of this stuff, but like, help me. Yeah. Like, speak through me. And I just heard him say like, just start at the beginning and just read until you find a passage. Wow. And I was like, have you seen the size of the Bible? Like, are you <laughs> it's joking? It's going to take a minute. And then I realised, you read the first two chapters and you've yeah. got enough content to go on for mm-hmm. hours. And actually, there's something really, like, amazing in that fact that anyone who picks up the Bible yeah. will fall over the fact that, you know, we have this, like, responsibility and it's just on the first few pages. Yeah. I think that was something that I was like, how have I never seen that before and, like, mm-hmm. never thought about it that way? Wow. And, you know, I think that's just been something that's been, like, core mm-hmm. ever since I kind of learned that and it's just been amazing. That's amazing. It's so cool because you're so right. And I think maybe God's given you the eyes to see that because he's called you to it yeah. so that you can bring that element and that's your part to play in the yeah. body of Christ because mm. everyone's got their part to play everyone yeah. brings their like gifting and their calling but then if we all bring it together then it makes a huge yeah. impact so yeah. oh that's awesome so yeah you said you were very young when you started so this yeah. is one thing that a lot of young people I know I I have faced this and I still face this yeah imposter syndrome oh my gosh let's talk so about that let's actually discuss what is it like when you're really young and you enter a room full of people who are your seniors not only yeah. in age but also in experience yeah and you have to bring something to the table how do you feel when you're in that mm. state? Like, what kind of things do you do to sort of encourage yourself to keep going? What's yeah. Your... It's so hard. It's so hard because I think when I started working at Tier Fun, you know, mm-hmm. I was so young and I was actually working in a team that was youth and young adults mm-hmm. led. And so yeah. I was working with people or kind of leading people that were older than me or, you know, and I think there was a lot of responsibility, but you know, one of the things that I kind of think is that actually it's just about seeing what you bring to that room. There will always be something that your perspective, even if it's just the fact that you're younger, actually brings so much to any discussion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just to have the confidence in that. And it's the confidence to realize that when you look around the room, you don't have to fill people's shoes and be just like the other people around there. Actually, Mm -hmm. Like, you are your own person. And I think sometimes it's a bit of reassurance. It's actually saying, you know, I got this job Mm -hmm. or I'm on this team for this reason or I took on this role because people see this in me. Mm -hmm. But I think also, like, really practically, I had an amazing line manager. Shout out to Stuart. (laughs) But, like, he, you know, he was amazing at actually, like, giving me loads of feedback. And he was like, this will help you. And I, like, constantly asked for it because I was like, you know this is my first real job in air quotes and like you know I I really wanted to do well but 
I think there will always be days where you feel totally out of your depth yeah. and maybe it's sometimes because something goes wrong and you think oh no like I shouldn't ever be here but actually it's like maybe one mistake and you just move from it but yeah. you know one of the things that I've been like really passionate about outside of work as well mm -hmm. is making space for young people mm -hmm. in important rooms important Brilliant. again in like air quotes because mm -hmm. every room is important but you know whether that's sitting on the board of a charity mm -hmm. Or whether that's being on, you know, a leadership team, actually yeah. having young people there. Mm -hmm. Because the classic thing is, you know, a bunch of old people asking what young people think about something and yeah. there's no one there. Mm -hmm. But it's also when you're even explaining something about older people, you yeah, know, it's still well. good to have that younger perspective and mm -hmm. kind of bring that in. And so I think it's also just about equipping those people and supporting them. And, you know, I think yeah. that was one thing I found really difficult at first but actually asking for help and then yeah. asking for things like mentorship like it feels yeah. awkward at the time but actually <laughs> sure. saying like I need help and I want to bring yeah. someone with me and you know I think that was pretty key that's amazing do you have really great mentors now who... I do yeah. I do and I think you know it's one of those things that actually in the last year I got to do some mentorship like I really? got to be the mentor amazing and I Full was because at first though I was thinking like what on earth do I have to offer people but actually when you get into it you realize how much God's put on you and like the mm -hmm. best leader is the one that gives it away so yeah. I think you know that's one of the important things but yeah I think mentorship is absolutely key mm -hmm. you know even if it's a mentor that just takes you for coffee and you're yeah. kind of working through what it even means to have that mm -hmm. that relationship is just amazing for someone to invest in you yeah wow what's the best piece of advice mm -hmm. you got okay it was actually quite transformative and it was mm -hmm. when I was at uni uh -huh. someone just said just say yes Great. Just say yes to like Great. every opportunity. You know, they were like, if you've got free time, if you've yeah. got the resources, if you've got whatever you need, like just say mm -hmm. yes. And it's through that that like I got to do the TED talk. Wow. It's through that that I got the job at Tier Fund. Like it's mm -hmm. it's just because I said yes. Like I just wow. said yes to opportunities. And you know, sometimes also sometimes an opportunity seems a bit rubbish, but mm. you say yes to it and then the best things come out of it. And yeah. so I think also it was just that, like, take up every opportunity, be in every room that you can be, yeah. um, and, like, just go for it. And I think that was probably the best advice I got because a lot of people always ask, like, how did you get these opportunities? I'm like, <laughs> you just say yes to things, and, like, it happens, and wow. it is as simple as that. That's amazing. And obviously God's favour is on mm. you because, like, he's calling you to do something and you're actually just saying yes. Yeah. And then he's able to move on your movement as well. Yeah. So I guess so the, the biggest example of that was... When I started this journey to sustainability, mm. I started this little Instagram and it was mm. just a place to document stuff. Like, okay. it was nothing fancy. Mainly because I didn't want to block up my other Instagram full of, like, photos of shampoo yeah. bars, you know? <laughs> I'm like, my friends don't need to see that. But I remember really vividly having a conversation with God being like, what do you want me to do with, like, what do you want me to do with this? Wow. I mean, okay. it was, like, slowly growing and I wasn't really sure what it was. Mm. And I just remember sitting down and being like, God it's yours to wow. do whatever you want with wow. okay. I'll just say yes and mm. I'll just do it and I'll just go for it and the amount of doors that that's opened not just for me but also for other people to come into the space wow. and okay. to to experience some of God's love as well like mm. you know actually it's been like a two-way thing and okay. it's just been phenomenal but that's just because I'm saying like this isn't mine I'm yeah, not gonna hold wow. it tightly okay. I'm gonna like offer it up wow so obviously you have a really like solid relationship with God has that always been the case yeah so I grew up in a Christian okay. household mm -hmm. so I grew up in Glasgow in the south side mm. in a Christian family most of okay. my family are Christian brilliant and I got baptized mm. at 16 mm -hmm. so I got baptized just before kind of moving away to uni mm. and then I moved away 
And I think I probably didn't realise how fundamental things like church were yeah. and Christian friends. Mm-hmm. So I moved away to a university that none of my church friends were going to. Okay. And when I got there, I didn't really prioritise finding a church, mm. going to see you. And I probably used the excuse of, I'm going to be the one telling the gospel to my yes. non And you're like, yes. we I all mean, do that. it's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just being brutally honest, like there was even just things like the Christian Union mm. met on the same night that the bar had one pound drinks. That was also Bad a planning. <laughs> That was also my downfall. I was like, mm, yeah. I could either go to that or that and all my friends yeah. that I've just made that I want to like, I'm going to go to the bar too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think when I was at Dundee, I had like a real rocky relationship with mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. and then with God. And, you know, my faith was kind of non-existent, mm. but never have I thought about God more than in those four years. Wow. So yeah. it was weird because I feel like actually God was really talking to me during that time, mm. but it was in a more way of like wrestling and struggling with it. Um, yeah. and kind of navigating that space and I think there was just a few things that, that didn't make it great okay. but actually it was in my uh I went away for a year that I said okay. earlier and so yeah. that was a real time for me to sort of completely remove myself from that space and mm-hmm. that place and you know think about my faith and I kind of thought to myself you know when I come back you know I'm probably gonna like try and get plugged in and yeah there was just a really funny thing so um the first time I've ever felt God say something to me in a moment. It was like, for the three years I was studying, so this was like me coming into my final year, okay. God was probably trying to get my attention quite a lot, and I think it takes a lot for me to be like, okay, right, I'm listening. Yeah. So over the course of the three years, God was definitely trying to work in my life, and I was probably mm. just ignoring him. So when I came back from my year abroad, it was actually my brother's wedding. Okay. And so I flew back, like, just in time for this wedding, and I'd been asked to do a bible passage okay and i was like cool i mean love is patient love is kind right we know we all know the <laughs> we one yeah we can say it off by heart exactly yeah. so i was like right cool no no bother i'll do yeah. that and so wedding day comes you know everyone's suited and booted and mm. the ceremony starts and it's beautiful like yeah. you know my brother's getting married the time comes for me to go up and give my um bible verse and yeah. so i walk up and like I'm no, I'm not bothered by public speaking, do you know what I mean? And it's all my friends and family, so it's people I know. Yeah. So I go up, I've got a little bit of paper, and turn around, go to the mic, and I go to say it, and I just completely choke. Wow. And I just completely, and the worst thing is I just burst into tears. Wow. And I felt God saying to me, like, see this verse that you're trying to read? Like, this is what I have for you. Wow. Like, this is what I'm here for. Wow. And a bit of, like, have I got your attention now? <laughs> like, now that you're standing, <laughs> crying in front of it. Because everyone's like, is she all right? Oh, and my brother's wow. crying, looking at me like, do we need help? Like, the best man's coming over. And, and actually, I just feel like God really spoke to me and they were being like, come on, mm-hmm. make me a priority because you're my priority. And actually, wow. like, okay. from that moment, I was like, okay, 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 yeah. I'll get it. So okay. actually, from there, that was when I really made it a priority. You know, when I moved to Edinburgh after uni, I, like, made a church a priority. Great. Okay. When I came back, I got plugged in. And I think it's it's just been great. But actually, there was those little years where it was, like, a bit of discovery. Yeah, wow. Oh, my gosh. So has it been completely different since that moment? Yeah, it-, it has totally been. And I think saving grace, a lot of it is, like, working for Tear Fund, being yeah. surrounded by Christians mm-hmm. and being able to, like, openly... Like, even things like dive into theology and safe spaces yeah. and, like, 
explore it and you know coming back to Glasgow getting into a, a good church with mm. a good group of people and just being able to kind of explore that yeah um, and I think now instead of me wrestling with you know why don't I want to be a Christian I'm more wrestling with Christian issues but actually yeah. I'm like God, your love is you know forever and that's okay mm. that I know that now but like you know I think it's just totally different wow so how do you in terms of like work because yeah. obviously you're in a space where as you say there's not a lot of Christian voices yeah but God's obviously positioned you there to be that voice how do you bring God into your everyday yeah. is it easy is it hard like yeah. what how do you navigate that space I know it is and I think sometimes I really like to normalize being a Christian I want to you know really just show that actually being a Christian is a lot of the time, I mean, on the face of it, you know, the same. And so when I'm telling stories, I talk about, oh, at church, you know, oh, this lady from my church or Mm -hmm. when I was at my church group, you know, like really try and just bring all that language along with me. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the biggest things that I think being a Christian brings to this is when we think about the climate crisis, Mm. environmental injustice, you know, really huge issues that are happening around the world, the one thing that we have as Christians is the hope in God's restoration. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that no other voice mm. brings to this space. Yeah, and well. I think there's something really powerful in actually having hope mm. in a really hopeless place. Absolutely, yeah. That's something I've noticed as a Christian. And, you know, I think non-Christians sometimes pick up on it and say, mm. you know, why are you speaking about this in in a way that helps me come alongside you Mm -hmm. and you know what is it that that drives you and I think that's also you know what is my driver you know why am I doing that why am Mm -hmm. I living differently or speaking about this or talking about this and actually it's because it's part of God's plan like not just for me but for the world and so I think that's you know one of the biggest things I notice being in that space that's amazing and have you seen like bringing that perspective to the table are people super receptive of that yeah yeah I think when you talk about these huge issues people do feel hopeless they feel Mm. like well either it's too late yeah or it's too hard you Mm. know the changes that we need are just too difficult and we'll never get there Mm -hmm. and actually just having someone with hope and with enthusiasm and with a bit of like you know this can be better and it will be better Mm -hmm. Is something that brings people along, you know, and actually that I think also helps the movement because it gets more people there. You know, if I was to go up and be like, do you know, maybe it is too late, and maybe we don't have the answer, like, because that's all I hear. Yeah, no one's gonna do anything. (laughs) But actually, instead, and you know, I I also think it's funny because I believe in the power of Christians, right? Mm. Because the funny thing was, I don't know if you remember this, but right at the beginning of lockdown, Mm -hmm. when basically every church decided to do after service Zoom calls, yeah, Zoom crashed yes it broke right christians yes. broke it kim kardashian over. move over right <laughs> little church groups broke the internet but part of like the reason i throw that out there is because i'm like if enough christians do something right no matter what it is like yeah. it has an impact and mm-hmm. it has hopefully a positive one and yeah. actually i also see that as when we talk about activism and people making change i'm like mm-hmm. well the church is there yeah we just need to plug in and engage with that group so good so good obviously you're doing so much like you're involved in so much and you're moving stuff forward and do you have days when it gets tough and you're struggling or are you just always like this and if you do have days when it gets tough what do you do to navigate those days how do you yeah of course I mean I think sometimes there's 
stuff in the news mm-hmm. you know you might hear a story and just like that set us back whether yeah. it's climate related or otherwise you know mm-hmm. there's always stuff that you think that's just set us back so many years or mm. that decision is really hard you know yeah. whether it's after an election or a certain policy has gone through or like a shop has done something you know mm-hmm. it's really difficult because you think all this good work and you know it's kind of gone out of the way but yeah I think for me especially over the last couple of years like learning about sabbath great is like yeah. really important I'm rubbish at it, right? I'll send you like, that message I was talking oh, about. You need to watch it. Exactly. I feel like we all read John Mark Cromer's book and then swiftly sort of like, oh, okay, that's that's tough. But, you know, I think for me, one of the things that I definitely need is, like, time away. Okay. So I like to hill walk. That's my thing. Great. And so what I actually do most of the time is I just, like, leave my phone and just go. Obviously, Amazing. in a safe way, okay. people know where I am. Yeah. But, like, you know, actually just, like... I'm going to leave and I'm going to walk and I'm going to talk to God or I'm going to like do whatever and I'm actually just going to be away from everything and just spend some time in the world like Mm -hmm. to just remind myself of like the creation we've got but I think like that for me has been really important to just schedule in that time and I think that's been so key especially as things get busier like with Mm -hmm. COP coming or with whatever you know actually it's like okay when is this rest yeah because I need to book it in yeah absolutely you know, yeah. Jesus rested you know when, yeah. we, when we think about how we should be living our lives actually mm-hmm. that was a priority that was a real priority absolutely. and I think we miss that and I think partly you know it is the fact that we live in an age where you can work mm. you know we've got electricity you can yeah. work till whatever hour you want absolutely. we've got connectivity you can speak to people at all mm-hmm. hours of the evening and I think it's you know sometimes I, I always someone once said to me at my height of non sabbathing <laughs> They were like, Laura, you know Busy's an unattractive personality trait. <laughs> and I was like, but actually it really hit me where I was yeah, like, yeah, is my personality true. just being busy? And that's actually not attractive. You know, that's not a quality you want from your friends, you know? So it's a challenge. If you could go back and talk to your younger self, mm. what would you tell, like, you know, eight, 17, 18 year old Laura just starting mm. uni or maybe 20 year old Laura just figuring out what am I going to do with my life what would you say to young yeah. I think I think for me I probably want to teach myself a little bit about God's timing maybe I'll learn a bit of patience okay. I think the world we live in is very like you can get whatever you want whenever you want, you can get it now yeah. whether that's like a job or whether that's like buying things or whether mm. that's opportunities or friends and I think there's something about really slowing down your life yeah. and just being patient mm-hmm. and not rushing through, you know, like kind of taking every moment and yeah. seeing God in every moment as well. It's so easy to just rush by. And I think mm. it would probably be about that and probably about trusting in God's timing. Because okay. I think sometimes we're all pretty okay now with like God's got a plan. We're kind yeah. of accepting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're not always accepting that it might not be next week that mm-hmm. it happens. So it's actually easy to think that God's got a plan for you. It's hard to know that it might not be yeah. this year. <laughs> that it's not, yeah, you know, it might totally. be in two years. And I think that can be really hard to navigate because you think, you know, for me as well, when I really felt God calling my life to what I do now, mm. I was like, great, get me there. Go, yeah. go, go. And he was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, mm. let's take your time. And actually now, when you look back, yeah. you see actually, if I'd been patient, you can see all these pieces coming together. Amazing. So what's next? Mm. What's what's coming up oh my goodness I know so I think COP's coming up Mm -hmm. so that's a huge opportunity in my like professional career absolutely yeah it'll be amazing to do that Mm -hmm. and the work that I'm doing with Tear Fund I love like it's my dream job wow 
which I do like four days a week. So it's just like amazing so to good. like be in that space. And I think it's coming to Glasgow. Like it's going to shake the city yeah. and it's just going to be phenomenal. And I think everything right now is going up to that point. And I'm doing all these other projects like outside of it. And mm-hmm. it's great because actually I'm doing projects with like secular organisations, wow. like industries that mm-hmm. I know nothing about. And, you know, being able to do it, you know, whether it's like energy or fashion or yeah. radio wow. and media. And so... Okay. It's all really exciting. It's building up. Mm-hmm. One of my big questions to myself is, though, what's after that? Like, what yeah. comes up? So, you know, speaking really openly to you, you know, mm-hmm. my contract ends with Tear Fund. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have a job for 2022. So, okay. y- again, I'm going to have to, like, really dig into God and be like, what's next? What do you yeah. want? And mm-hmm. and really open that out to be like, wow. you know, actually, this space is yours mm-hmm. and and for me not to hold on to what I enjoy doing yeah, but actually wow. to say like where do you want me to go and maybe that is what I really enjoy and what I love and maybe taking a bit of step of faith because maybe maybe I'll listen to this back in a year and I'll be totally yeah. wrong but I feel God's calling me to a wee bit of like a portfolio life you Amazing. know not necessarily one thing yeah. but that is a step because it's maybe less secure mm-hmm. it's a bit more unknown so I don't know so it's one of these wow. things like actually what's next I have no idea but I just love how you just trust God with it. Yeah. And you're just so submitted to him in it all. <laughs> You've got to be, but yeah. <laughs> it's a scary place, but I think just you see God's faithfulness even yeah. more because you give him that room to do what he wants to do. And yeah. it's always so much better than anything you can Exactly. And if I thought about where I am now a year ago, I wouldn't have explained any of this, you yeah. know? And actually these things... You know, people say fall into your lap, but mm. it's not. Like, God's orchestrating things around yeah. you and bringing things to to your feet and you just have to choose them and you just have to say yes. Mm. And I think that's hopefully what's going to happen. You know, I know that after the COP conference, I'll have so much time to just, like, first of all, get my time back because I'll yeah. be working, like, mad. Yeah. But actually just to rest and be like, what's next? Mm-hmm. What, what door's opening? And... It might be something that comes out of the little projects I do. It might still yeah. be with tearful. Like, it might be any of these things, but actually just, like, really holding it Brilliant. to God and, yeah, asking. Wow. Amazing. Oh, this has been so good. Is there anything you would like to leave us with? Any? Oh, give us a good fact. Oh. Like a cool fact that we should know. Give us a little uh-huh. tidbit that we can use in, like, rooms so we can okay. sound smart, you know? Well... I mean, wind turbines are part of our future of energy, renewable energy, and I'm doing a project which involves me working with Scottish Power yeah. at their wind farm. Ooh. So it's like a turbine. But if you were to imagine a wind turbine, mm-hmm. when the blade goes one full circle, just mm-hmm. once, how many mobile phones do you think that charges? First guess? Yep. Ten. Not even close. So one blade turning once charges 300 mobile phones. That's insane. It's amazing. And so, that is insane. Do you know what though? Wow. Learning that kind of fact, although it's kind of just like an interesting thing, it gives me hope. Because yes, I'm like, absolutely. we have all the solutions to this. Yeah. But, you know, I've just loved like getting to know all about environmental stuff, mm. about the amazing projects we've got here in Scotland and around the world. Yeah. But that's a wee, like, fun fact, a wee party trick. You know, oh, if yeah. anyone wants to know a fun fact about turbines, mm-hmm. anyone listening now knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be using that around, like, dinner Do tables it. when I want to sound, like, really intellectual, yeah. like, yeah. I know things. I'll be using that fact. I love it. And I will not be crediting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
say you were talking to a wind, wind yeah, farm yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thank you so, so much, Laura. We've loved chatting with you and getting to know a little bit about you and I'm sure we'll get to hang out in the future. Yes, 100%. For sure. For sure. We'll there's, go to the wind farm. We need to. The cafe, guys, there's a cafe at this wind farm. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. the UK's largest wind farm. Amazing. Where so, is it? Tell us where it is. In Glasgow, south side. Okay. It's called Whiteley Wind Farm. Do you know the south side is where it's at? It Everything is. Everything good is on the south side. It is. You. Everything good lives in the south I'm side. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Get in touch if you have any questions by emailing us at tng at c7church.com. Make sure to follow us on social media at c7tng to stay up to date with everything we have going on. Stay blessed.